I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed ADHD or myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Hey guys, welcome back to Part-Time Wellness. I'm Chelsea, your host, and today we're going to be talking about a really simple, of course, ADHD-friendly nutrition switch. This nutrition switch is so simple and it can seriously change your relationship with food. It can make a really big difference in your focus, your emotions, your functioning. I'm very excited to share this with you and oh, it's going to be a good one. Now, before we get into that, of course, I have to talk about my hyper-focus of the week and then I'm going to give you a little outline of what we're going to talk about in the episode. So my hyper-focus of the week is my walking pad. You guys, I don't know if you've heard of a walking pad or seen one before, but it's basically like a little mini treadmill. It's not a full-on treadmill. It's just a little mini one that's just meant for walking. I don't think you can full-on go for a long, aggressive run on it, but I use it. I got a standing desk for my birthday, and I bought a walking pad, and it is changing the game for me. I'm so excited about it. I... Oh, it's so much fun. And the thing about it is, so obviously a big benefit of it is that an activity that was previously sedentary, so sitting down and doing work at my desk, I now am able to have movement. So that's an obvious one, but, and I love that one, obviously, because we talk about movement all the time, but that's actually not, to me, what is so amazing about this. So one of the things that I have learned about ADHD and the ADHD brain in general and about myself since I've been diagnosed, is that one of the keys to being able to get yourself to do things is finding the appropriate amount of stimulation. So some things and some circumstances really make me feel they're like overstimulating and I kind of shut down and that's not good. And there's other activities that are understimulating and I can't get myself to start them or I get bored easily and I like want to walk away from it, right? And for me, work, anything sitting at my desk that isn't very active was kind of falling into that latter category where it was understimulating and I wasn't excited about it and I was having a really hard time. I just have a hard time like getting myself to sit down and do things at a desk. (laughs) I've talked about this on the podcast literally nonstop. You guys are probably like, I'm tired of hearing you talk about this. Well, that's good because you're not going to have to hear me talk about it anymore because this walking pad is completely changed that. This is like not even an issue for me anymore. And I'm mind blown. I kind of think it's the fact that the walking pad is giving me this sense of physical stimulation enough that I'm able to stay engaged with my work. It just feels so much easier to be able to 
do like work that requires me to sit down and focus at my desk. It is insane. It's really changing my life when it comes to work. Um, And I've been working on my work habits for quite a while. And I feel like we are finally getting to the point where I've got my shit together, y'all. This is, it's very exciting because I have, I worked on my wellness habits for a really long time, got those to a really good place. And the piece that I had been struggling with for myself was work and entrepreneurship and all that that takes, the levels of organization and being able to sit down and do work at a computer, all that stuff. And I finally feel like I have built the habits where I have a foundation of success. And this is why I feel so excited to share with you guys the processes that I go through when it comes to forming a habit and finding the things that work for you, finding the things that make things exciting for you instead of just saying, I hate work and it's just something I have to force myself to do. I found a way to build in these habits over time to make it something that I enjoy. And like I said, I finally feel like I'm at that place and it's very exciting. And this walking pad was just one piece of the puzzle. It is my hyper-focus right now. I'm obsessed. I walk for like an hour in the mornings, sometimes an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, and then sometimes later in the afternoon, but usually that's it because I also picked up some dog walking gigs and do a form of exercise in the afternoon. I'm rambling. Anyways, if you're interested in a walking pad, I would definitely recommend checking out your local like Facebook marketplace or something like that, resale, local resale, because I got mine on Facebook marketplace for $140. So that was very exciting. But I did find the one. If you do that and you can't find one, I did link the one that I have. It's called Link Life, I think. Link Life? Yes, called Link Life. I linked it in my Amazon storefront, which is in the show notes. So if you're looking for one, I think it's, I believe it's 285 full price, the one that I had. So that's really not bad. Some of them get very expensive, but if you're in the market for one, you've been looking for one, check this one out. It's been working very well for me for the purposes that I need it for. All right, that is our hyper focus of the week. Before we dive into anything too far, I want to take a minute to give you guys a reminder that I am giving away a copy of the book, Play DHD. So I talked about this in my last episode, the Hyperfocus episode, but if you guys did not hear about this, okay, this book is so freaking good, you guys. I can't even get over it. And the craziest part was I just randomly found this book in my library. I was not looking for anything play-related. I just was in the ADHD section of my library looking at the nonfiction stuff and seeing what I could see, and I spotted this book, and it was called Play DHD. Now, mind you, I have been looking for books on play for quite a while now, which is why I ended up reading the book Play by Stuart Brown, which is an excellent book, and it's really good if you like diving into the research and all that stuff, but I won't lie, it's a little bit dry. (laughs) Um, It's a great book because it talks about the different types of play and whatnot, but this book, Play DHD, is specifically geared towards adults with ADHD and why play is so beneficial for us. Now, it's not like a regular book. It is like a very fun book. She, the writer, uh, did an excellent job of making it very ADHD friendly. There's 
pictures, there's the pages are, you know, in one section and the pages are turned upside down and there's little blurbs and there's colors and it's really beautiful and fun and engaging to read. But why I think this book is so, so, so valuable is because it dives in depth on not only why play is so beneficial for ADHDers, but it gives you lots and lots of examples of how to play. She even talks about the different play personalities like Stuart Brown talks about, but it's like it's like a book about play that is reading it is a form of play in itself. It's so enjoyable. So I love it so much and I think it could be so valuable to many of you that I thought it would be really fun to do a giveaway. So like I said, I found it in my library, which means I don't have my own copy. And I was like, I need a freaking copy of this. So I'm going to order two copies of this book, one for me and one for one of you guys. So if you are interested in getting a free copy of the book Play DHD, um, oh, it's just so good. I'm so excited for one of you guys to get this. I'm doing a giveaway right here on the podcast. So all you have to do to enter is wherever you are listening to your podcast right now, scroll down. You can literally do it as I am talking right now. Scroll down to the bottom where it says leave a rating and review. And right there, you'll see a purple button if you're an Apple podcast. I'm not sure what it looks like on the other uh, podcast form, wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Um, but it's a little purple button. It says write a review. You can write. It doesn't have to be this big, long paragraph or anything like that. If you've been listening and you enjoy it, you can just say, I enjoy it. Whatever you think, whatever you feel. I just would love some feedback from you guys. So if you just leave the rating, by the way, I won't know who did that. So you would have to leave a review in order to be entered for the giveaway. So whenever you're listening to this, if it is before October 12th, 2022, that is going to be the last day that I'm accepting submissions for the giveaway. And I'm going to announce the winner on the October 14th episode. So keep an ear out to hear if you won, whatever your name is, that it shows up in the review is what I'll be reading out. And you'll be able to message me and I will send you your copy of the book Play DHD. I'm so excited to share this book with you guys. I have a feeling I'm going to be talking about it on more episodes in the future. So get ready because this book is just like my hyper focus right now. I'm obsessed. So in today's episode, like I said, we're going to talk about the plate method and just a quick outline of what we're going to cover. We're going to talk about what even is the plate method, like a brief overview of how you do it, the benefits that you can experience from making this switch. More specifically, I'm going to be talking to you about the changes it's made, and the difference it's made in my life. And then we're going to get a little bit into the science. We're going to talk about why you experience those benefits. So instead of me just telling you, you need to do this, I'm gonna, we're going to talk a little bit about the why. We're going to talk about blood sugar and what happens when our blood sugar is balanced or unbalanced, what a blood sugar roller coaster is, and why you kind of want to avoid it. And I know us ADHDers are really big on knowing the why, especially me, like if you tell me, to just do something, I, I need to know why. If I know why, then I'll, I'll do it. But if I don't know why and I don't know the purpose, I might be a little resistant, <laughs> you know? So just a reminder of how I've kind of been doing things. The podcast is the why and the Patreon is the how. So there's going to be an episode that is coming out tomorrow on the Patreon that is going to be called The Simple. It's a very similar title to this, but I'm not going to be going into the why in that episode. I'm going to do that here. And then in the Patreon, I'm really going to dive deep into the how of how to do the plate method and how you are going to implement this in your life. 
And if you haven't heard me talk about the Patreon yet, it's a platform that I'm using to create audio mini courses to help you improve your wellness and life with ADHD. Now, of course, the courses are ADHD-friendly for a few reasons, but you can speed them up, you can slow them down, uh, you're able to break them up into chunks if you want to, but each mini course is about an hour long, and some people like to just listen to them, like binge listen while they're cleaning their house or something, and other people like to break them up in little chunks. But the best part is they're audio courses, so you don't have to sit there and watch me talk if that's not your thing. If you struggle to sit still in school, then you might not want to watch a video format thing, right? So you can listen to the audio mini courses like they're a podcast while you do other things, which I absolutely love learning that way. Because like I said, I don't do well just sitting down and trying to focus and pay attention to one thing. I have to be doing something else, whether it's with my hands or my body. I'm usually listening better when I look like I'm not listening, ironically. It's very interesting. And I wanted to take a moment to quickly shout out and thank our newest Patreon members, Kylie, Penelope, Allie, and Wortley. And if I mispronounced your name or that isn't your first name, I apologize. I'm just sharing what it had said in Patreon is the first name. But thank you guys so much for being part of the Patreon. Welcome to the Patreon and thank you for your support. And if you want to become a Patreon member and get the mini courses that I drop each month, or you just want to support the podcast, you can find the link in the show notes. The courses that are up so far in the Patreon are how to create a habit with ADHD, how to motivate your ADHD brain with the spoonful of sugar method, and as of tomorrow, the second component that goes along with this episode, which will be simple nutrition for ADHD, the plate method. So we'll start that conversation here today, and we'll talk about the why, and then on the Patreon, we'll dive more into the how. Now, because we are going to be talking about nutrition, I want to give a bit of a disclaimer here. Whenever I talk about nutrition, eating habits, I like to give a bit of a disclaimer because if you are struggling with or you suspect you're struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating, I am not the person to be giving you nutrition recommendations. If this is the case and you would like somebody who can give you nutrition recommendations, message me and I can refer you to an RD that can give you more appropriate nutrition advice or a registered dietitian. I'm a certified health coach, which means I'm qualified to give generalized nutrition advice like you'll hear today, but it's outside of my scope of practice to give personalized meal plans or medical nutrition therapy for specific medical conditions or advice for eating disorders, disordered eating, that kind of thing. I really take my professional boundaries very seriously because I care about you guys and I don't want to carelessly put out information out there that might cause harm. And especially as someone who used to struggle with heavy disordered eating practices, this is very important to me because a lot of my disordered eating was exacerbated by listening to random people on the internet. So that's a big, that's very important to me and I really make sure I am careful with the information I put out there. So please consult your doctor before changing any of your eating habits and know this is general information for a healthy population and always keep in mind your individual needs and your individual preferences. So whether you're diabetic or you have PCOS or anything like that, certain allergies or nutritional needs, Keep that in mind and adjust accordingly. And again, reach out to me on Instagram at Part-Time Wellness if you'd like me to help you find a registered dietitian or just would like somebody to help you getting started with that process of finding somebody. 
All right, so with that disclaimer out there, let's get into this nutrition change, right? What is that simple change that I've been talking about? It is called the plate method. So what is the plate method? Let's get into that first. So if you've been hanging around the podcast or any of my other resources like social media, so I love hanging out on TikTok and Instagram, or you have watched my YouTube channel, anything like that, you might have heard me talk about the core six. Now, the core six are what I consider to be the only six habits that you need to experience wellness and feel your best. I really think that we overcomplicate things and we make it very difficult purely because we are lucky enough to have all kinds of advice and information at our fingertips, aka the internet. But the thing is that makes it very confusing and complicated and it really doesn't have to be more complicated than incorporating the core six. So what the core six are, what the actual habits are, are number one, plentiful produce, number two, balanced nutrition, number three, joyful movement, number four, hydration, number five, guilt-free rest, emphasis on the guilt-free, and number six, play. Now, the plate method is a great way to cover the first two of the core six. Both plentiful produce and balanced nutrition are covered by this one method, the plate method. And what those two are, just briefly, plentiful produce is simply eating fruits and vegetables, right? That's it, point blank. And balanced nutrition is eating balanced meals and snacks, which means that your meals and snacks include protein, fat, and fiber. So like I said, the plate method is a way to hit both of those at the same time, two birds, one stone. And it's simply a way to arrange your plate. So if you are looking at your plate, right, What the plate method is, is half of your plate is going to be fruits and or vegetables. A quarter of your plate, so a fourth of your plate, is going to be a protein. Another quarter of your plate is your starchy carbs. And then you add in a source of fat. So I usually like to use a thumb size measurement because that's about a tablespoon. So two to four thumbs of fat. Because that's like, like I said, about a tablespoon, give or take, but it actually is useful to use your own hand and your own body because that's going to coordinate with what you need. So for example, my husband's thumb is a lot bigger than mine, but he's also way taller than me and needs way more food, right? So that's what the plate method is. And it's a way to just kind of visually see the components of your plate and making sure that you have everything that you need that's going to help promote optimal wellness. Now, with that being said, I do want to say this is a tool, not a rule. I know I've talked a lot on this podcast about intuitive eating and how I've dropped dieting and whatnot. And again, that's why I wanted to preface this episode by saying if you are in a place where having any kind of guidelines is going to be harmful for you and you are just needing pure freedom with food right now, That's totally okay because that was where I was at for a really long time, especially coming off of a lifetime of dieting. But when I started wanting a little bit of structure again and I was ready for that, this is the tool I used. But I don't use it every single time, you know? If I want a bowl of cereal and it doesn't fit this plate method perfectly, I eat a bowl of cereal. And that is the mindset that we have when we use something as a tool, not a rule. It's like, okay, I try to make Most of my meals fit this, but every single one doesn't have to fit it perfectly. And I'm definitely, I'm not going to freak out if it doesn't fit that. And I'm not going to try to micromanage it. And I'm, it's just like a general 
guesstimate. It's an overarching guideline that you can use if you'd like. Now, the reason why we do this and why protein and carbs and fat and fruits and vegetables are important is because they provide us with a variety of micro and macronutrients. So each component of the plate method have their own benefits, which I do share more about in the mini course. And I don't want to, I'm not going to share all of that here just because it would end up being a really long episode, but I'll say this much. I will tell you that one benefit of protein is that protein helps our brain produce dopamine. And do you know what kind of brains need dopamine? ADHD brains. (laughs) So obviously that's a great benefit. And speaking of benefits, let's go ahead and dive in and talk about the benefits that I've personally experienced as well as my clients have experienced using the plate method. So as you can see, it's a pretty simple method. It's just having a plate that has those components and that's really it. Like in the Patreon, we get more into the nuance of it and sharing, you know, if you're not sure what qualifies as a protein, what qualifies as a fat, what qualifies as, you know, what happens if something is both, how do I look at a food label to know what something is, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is kind of covered in the Patreon, but overall it's a pretty simple method. And the benefits of this are just endless. But like I said, I want to talk about the ones that I've personally experienced as well as my clients. So here are a non-exhaustive list of ways that this has impacted both my wellness and my relationship with food. So when I started using the plate method, one of the biggest things that I experienced is that I was no longer obsessed with food. I used to be the girl who was literally not paying attention during a meal to any of the conversation going on at the table, but I was literally just like obsessing over the bread basket or my meal that was going to come or the appetizer or, you know, I, I, I was just, I feel like I was always thinking about food. I was always craving something. I was always wanting to eat. And when I was eating, I felt out of control around food. I just felt this constant obsession. And I I also was really experiencing binge res- a binge restrict cycle where I would restrict myself and not eat enough throughout the day. And then I would end up binging later because I simply wasn't eating enough food. And the plate method helped me eat enough food and eat these balanced meals that helped me stay satisfied after a meal for several hours. And I was, I'm just didn't experience, I don't experience anymore this just obsession with food. Something else that this has given me is more stable energy. Instead of having these energy kind of highs and lows and really crashing, having energy crashes, I don't experience that anymore. It's a pretty stable experience throughout the day, which I didn't even know was possible if I'm being honest. Much better focus. I literally can focus so much better now and there's not, again, that highs and lows of focus, a more stable mood less irritability. I can actually recognize my hunger and fullness cues much better than I could before. And we're going to talk about why that is and why all of these benefits come from eating a balanced meal in a little bit, but less irritability. I no longer experience emergency hunger. So what do I mean by that is when you feel like you ate not that long ago, and all of a sudden you experience this emergency hunger, like it comes on like a freaking wrecking ball. I don't experience that anymore. My hunger kind of comes on slow and steadily, and it's like I don't get that feeling anymore of like I have to eat 
right now or I'm going to (laughs) die. You know, it's like I kind of know when hunger is coming on and it just doesn't hit me like that anymore. Another benefit is this is kind of crazy, but to be honest, it is now very, very rare experience for me to have a craving. It's, I never thought I would say that, but cravings are almost like a thing of the past. Like I don't, I just don't get these obsessive hankerings for food anymore. Another benefit is I'm just overall more clear-headed. I'm more clear-minded. I'm more stable. If you'll notice, a lot of these are kind of talking about highs and lows, right? So I would be in a really good mood and all of a sudden my mood would plummet. I would, you know, have really good focus and then all of a sudden my focus would plummet. I would have really good energy and all of a sudden my energy would plummet. And it's eating balanced meals, I did not realize how big of an impact it would have on just my stability, my it, my ability now to just kind of cruise through without hitting these real high highs and real low lows, which is so nice. A lot of my clients that I have guided through the process of using the plate method have experienced all of these things. And a lot of my clients also experience weight loss from this method. Now, it is something there's not guaranteed weight loss or anything like that. It very much depends on your circumstance. And it is slow and steady weight loss, nothing extreme. But I also feel like because of the benefits of the plate method, because of the more stable energy and stable focus and less irritability and highs and lows, because of that, it's a really great stepping stone to build other habits, right? Because all of a sudden you have more stable energy, you have more stable mood, you're feeling more clear-headed, and you have the ability now and the energy to create and build more positive habits after that, which in my book is always a great thing. That's kind of how I look at habits is I do feel that building them one at a time is beneficial because we don't get overwhelmed and then we kind of start to spiral upward. That's what happened for me. It's like I looked back and I realized all of a sudden, you know, if I looked back over the several years that I took to kind of take a step back and focus on one habit at a time and really take my time with it, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a totally different person. And the change happened so slowly that I just didn't even really notice it happening. So anyways, a couple other ways that it impacted me is how it impacted my relationship with food. So like I said, I no longer feel obsessed with food. I don't feel like I am just constantly thinking about food all the time. And that's for multiple reasons. But one of the reasons is because this method means that no food is ever off limits. In fact, when I learned this and I started incorporating this is when I started not limiting any foods. So instead of saying, oh, I can't eat pizza or I can only eat this like real weird healthified pizza, you can eat pizza and then you just add in other things to make it a more balanced meal. This isn't revolutionary stuff. I know this, but I feel like a lot of the things that are really important for wellness, it isn't revolutionary, right? It's like, Drinking water, that's not revolutionary, but it makes a huge difference. And we need to not forget, because we can be novelty-seeking as ADHDers, we need to not forget the importance of some of these cornerstone habits. So when I started eating balanced meals was really when I started embracing the idea that I didn't have to restrict or cut out any foods in my life. 
Also, like I said, because now I'm experiencing less cravings and less emergency hunger, that means it became easier to kind of get in touch with what my body really needed and wanted on a moment-to-moment basis. So because I wasn't feeling all these cravings all the time, it became a lot easier to recognize when I was wanting food for reasons other than hunger, right? So it became easier to recognize emotional eating patterns and whatnot. And I could tell when I was wanting food for comfort versus for hunger. And by the way, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing to want food for comfort. It's just something to be aware of and make an intentional decision whether or not you're going to eat for comfort or if there's a coping mechanism that might serve you better in that moment. Sometimes there's not and that's okay. It all starts with that recognition. But if our body's all out of whack and we're experiencing all these cravings and all this stuff, it can make it really difficult to even notice when we are having emotional eating patterns, or just starting to really recognize what our body wants and needs. I like to say that using the plate method and using balanced meals is a form of, I like to call it a combination of intuitive and intentional eating. Because while it is intuitive, and while I really do for the most part pick foods based off of what looks good, what sounds good, what I want to eat at the time, there's also a bit of intentionality to it, right? There's some intention that has to be made to have these specific components in your plate, right? Um, And it does take a little bit of intentionality. So it's not something that is purely intuitive, but honestly, once I've gotten the hang of it and now that I've been doing it for quite a while, at this point, it really is intuitive. It's second nature. It's very easy at this point. And it does take a little bit of practice and a little bit of getting used to and a little bit of understanding. But using this method, there won't ever be a meal that you turn down or say that you can't have because it's really just a way of arranging food to make you feel your best. I hope that made sense. I'm having like such a brain fart day, but I... (laughs) So if I'm talking nonsense, sorry, but I feel like you guys get it. So anyways, let's talk about why you experience these benefits and why, where they come from. And we're going to talk a little bit about balancing blood sugar and what the heck blood sugar is, what it has to do with anything, how it gives us these benefits and how we're just going to like wrap this all up and tie this all together. Because us ADHDers, like I said, we like to know the why behind things. And I want to share with you not just the benefits, but like why the benefits are happening. And it's all because of blood sugar. So if you've ever gone to the doctor before and they've taken a blood test, you may wonder, like, what are they testing for, right? Or you may just have no idea, like I did for the longest time. Uh, One of the factors or the things that they're testing for, for general health, is your A1C. And your A1C measures your average blood glucose levels over the past three months, or how much glucose is attached to the hemoglobin in your blood which is just a fancy way of saying your average blood sugar over the past three months. Now, the number that they get is a percentage, and a normal A1C ideally is below like 5%, or I've also seen 5.7%. But if you're higher than that, then that can indicate diabetes or prediabetes. And I don't say this to scare you. I just share this to share that blood sugar is something that really matters for overall health and wellness. So it doesn't matter just for the day-to-day having more balanced energy and a stable mood and whatnot, but obviously that's really important too. But it's also just a very big factor in our overall health and wellness and how we feel in the long run. Now, one of the several ways that you can 
contribute to maintaining a healthy A1C and and balancing your blood sugar levels is by keeping your blood sugar levels in a healthy range, which the plate method helps you do. Some other ways that you can actually maintain a healthy A1C level are other pieces of the core six, actually. So exercise and movement, managing stress, which is what we do with guilt-free rest and play and also movement. So there's many ways you can manage your A1C, but eating balanced meals and balancing your blood sugar is a really big one. So I want to briefly go into what happens with our blood sugar or our glucose levels when we eat and how they're impacted by what we eat. So I'm going to give you a few examples for context. So first we're going to look at what happens when we have a blood sugar roller coaster, and then we're going to look what happens when we have a balanced blood sugar, and we're going to talk about the different meals that we could eat to cause those things. So I want you to think about your blood sugar like Goldilocks, right? We're looking for a balanced blood sugar level like in the middle range, okay? Not too high and not too low, but just right, just right in the middle, right? So when you go on a blood sugar roller coaster, let's say that you wake up in the morning and you eat a bowl of oatmeal with a drizzle of honey on top, right? Delicious, wonderful, healthy, but it is a meal that is mostly carbohydrates, which carbs aren't bad. Don't get that in your head. We need carbs, okay? So follow me here, okay? So It's got some of the balanced meal, the plate method components, right? It has the carbohydrates, but it doesn't have all of them, right? It's missing the fiber. It's missing the fruits and vegetables. It's missing a protein. It's missing a fat. Now, what happens when we eat just carbs is it's going to spike our blood sugar up really high past that Goldilocks just right zone, right? And when it comes to blood sugar specifically, what goes up must come down. So pretty soon after you eat that meal, your blood sugar spikes up and you're feeling okay. And then it's going to drop really low, blowing right past that Goldilocks zone. Okay. So your blood sugar has gone up really high and down really low, and it hasn't stayed in that middle zone. Now, the cool thing about our body too, is our bodies are super duper smart and they're always trying to balance themselves out. And they're trying to help you reach a healthy place in the middle. Now, because of that, when your blood sugar drops really low like that, what your body wants is for it to go back up, right? To get back into that normal levels because it recognizes it's too low. So what happens then when you're down really low is that your body sends an alert to your brain and your body that you need to eat something with carbs and sugar right now. And the reason it does this is because it's trying to bring back up your blood sugar levels and your body knows that carbohydrates, whether it's from carby things like bread, pasta, snacky stuff, or it's in the form of sugar because sugar is actually carbohydrates, any kind of sugar. So honey or even the quote unquote healthy sugars, they're all carbohydrates. Those things will bring your blood sugar back up and that is what your body is trying to do. So do you know what that is? That is literally a craving. So your brain will tell you, you need to eat something sugary. You need to eat something carby. Look at those chips. Eat those chips, right? And your brain is telling you this, and it might be because you are on a blood sugar roller coaster. Isn't that just crazy? Sometimes it demystifies these things and makes them less scary to understand and know what they really are. Like a craving is just a signal from your brain or your body that your body needs something for some reason because it's out of balance and it's trying to give you a signal to get something that's going to bring it back into balance. I find this stuff fascinating, so interesting. 
Now, something else you might experience is that feeling of emergency hunger, where it's like all of a sudden I need to or want to eat something right now. I'm starving. It came out of nowhere and I don't know why, but I need to eat something right this moment or I'm going to freak out. Remember, because your body burned through those carbs, that your blood sugar went up really high and then your body burned through those carbs really quickly and your blood sugar dropped really quickly, you are going to be hungrier a lot sooner. It's just not as stable. It's not going to stick for very long. So then what typically happens in this moment is at this point, you know, your body is kind of ruling and your blood sugar is ruling your choices, right? And we tend to follow our craving and eat the food that we're craving and what we want which isn't a bad thing, by the way. It's not a bad thing to listen to your body at all, right? But it's just being aware that your body is giving you signals if this is happening that might not be ideal in that moment. So at that point, if you eat whatever you're craving and you eat another carbohydrate or what I call a quote-unquote naked carb, which is just like a car- something that's a carbohydrate by itself, then your blood sugar is going to do the same thing. It's going to shoot back up again and the same thing will repeat. It's going to drop back down. And if you look at this and you step back and look at this as though you were drawing it on a chart, which there are lots, if you Google blood sugar roller coaster, you can see some images of it, but it would look like a roller coaster where it goes up and down and up and down, right? So let me read you out some signs of a blood sugar roller coaster. These are some things that you can look out to know if you are experiencing this on a regular basis. So having difficulty concentrating. Hello, we have ADHD, so we all all like we always have difficulty concentrating, right? But being on a blood sugar roller coaster can make our ADHD symptoms so much worse. This is one of the reasons that this is so important to me is because like I can't afford to lose what little focus I have, you know? Another symptom is if you have anxiety or fluctuating moods. So you feel okay and then all of a sudden you feel low and you go up and down and up and down throughout the day. That's a pretty good sign you might be on a blood sugar roller coaster. If you experience headaches or you have fluctuating energy and or energy crashes. So if you really need caffeine in the afternoon to get through the rest of the day and you always feel like your energy really crashes like an hour after lunch, you may be experiencing a blood sugar roller coaster. Like we mentioned, if you have a lot of food cravings and you experience that emergency hunger, which can impact weight. If you often feel jittery, very jittery and very hyper. And then again, it's followed by a crash and irritability. If you're kind of irritated because when your blood sugar is all over the place, it does make you feel like that jittery high kind of feeling when you're like on the, the high blood sugar end can feel, make you feel pretty irritated. So those are all the signs of a blood sugar roller coaster. And therefore, these are the reason that we experience so many positive benefits and that I've experienced so many positive benefits that I explained before. So I started experiencing a balanced blood sugar, which was keeping my blood sugar in that Goldilocks spot. And that means that I stopped experiencing those highs and lows, especially when it came to emotions and energy. And I started staying more stable, which just feels good for the body because that's what we are always kind of craving and wanting. And again, it's also helped me honor my hunger and fullness cues without any extra effort because I wasn't experiencing those false hunger anymore and extreme cravings anymore because of the blood sugar crashes. Truly, like I said, I cannot emphasize enough how much this has changed my experience with food and many other areas in my life now that I'm looking back. 
Now, I mentioned this briefly before, but the reason that our blood sugar did all this and going up and down and up and down is because that meal, the oatmeal for breakfast, is pretty much what I've heard called a naked carb. And this just means eating a carbohydrate by itself. And this causes our blood sugar to go up and down like that, that blood sugar roller coaster. This happens when we eat carb-dominant meals, which are mostly carbs, meals that are mostly carbs, or sugar-dominant foods without anything else to balance it out. So a naked carb, right? It's naked. It's all by itself. This is also why I'm not a really big fan of juicing. Well, that and other reasons. But this is a big one because when you're juicing and you're just drinking juice, that's what you're doing. You're kind of putting yourself on a blood sugar roller coaster because juice is just a carbohydrate and it doesn't even have the fiber of the fruit in it. But that's a story for another day. (laughs) So naked carbs aren't the only thing that spike blood sugar, but just one thing that could. Fun fact, another thing that spikes your blood sugar is stress. So lowering your stress and finding ways to manage stress is also very important for my little stressed out hustlers. Okay, so now let's look at how we can turn that same meal into a plate method meal. And we're going to do this by adding in things instead of taking away things. So I'm not telling you, take away your oatmeal and you got to eat the eggs and just just eggs, you know, whatever. Instead of that, the whole meal being oatmeal, we're going to balance it out by making it an oatmeal parfait using the plate method. So let's look at our components. The oatmeal and the honey that we already have are our starchy carb which means that we're going to need an equal amount of protein, right? So it can be a quarter of our carb, a quarter of protein. We're going to need two to four thumbs of fat, and we're going to need half of our plate to be fruits and vegetables. By the way, in the Patreon audio course, one thing I talk about is portions, and a portion of a carbohydrate would be the size of the palm of your hand. And same for the protein, since those are both a quarter of your plate, which means that the fruits or vegetables would be the size of two palms. So how I would balance this out if I was turning this into a plate method balanced plate, I would use Greek yogurt, just plain Greek yogurt mixed with some protein powder for my protein source because Greek yogurt has protein in itself, but not a whole, whole lot. So I would add a little bit more with protein powder and it adds some flavor and taste. Then I would add in, I would choose, I'd probably choose two to three fruits for my produce because I think that'd just be more fun than just picking one. So I might do like strawberries and peaches for my fruit. And then I would use peanut butter and chia seeds for my fat. So how I would do this is I would make like layers, like like I said, like parfait. So I would do a layer of my oatmeal, a layer of Greek yogurt mixture with the protein powder, and then a layer of fruit. And then repeat that, like a layer of oatmeal, layer of yogurt mix, a layer of fruit. And then on the top, I would drizzle on my peanut butter, my honey, and my chia seeds. Now, honestly, my mouth is like, that literally sounds so good. I kind of want to eat that right now. But what this meal would do, instead of putting us on a blood sugar roller coaster, it would result in a balanced blood sugar, right? So the glucose in your blood will rise because you're eating something, but it will rise a reasonable and healthy amount. It will stay in that Goldilocks range, which means when it does drop, it won't drop aggressively like a roller coaster. It'll stay in that healthy range and you'll start to feel your hunger coming on gradually. You might start to feel your energy dip more gradually. It won't be so aggressive and you won't experience any of those negative symptoms of a blood sugar roller coaster. And this is because the carbohydrates that you had 
were fueling your body as carbohydrates do, but they they weren't naked so they didn't spike your blood sugar because they were balanced out with protein, fat, and fiber in the meal. Now, because of all this and because of balancing blood sugar, it's one reason I think a lot of people who go on low-carb diets experience such positive results and say they feel so good and that they're more focused and they have better energy and yada, yada, is because going low-carb is one way to balance out your blood sugar. But it's important to know that it's not the only way. And especially if you find it really difficult or off-putting to restrict or restrict a certain macronutrient such as carbs or count anything or anything like that, the plate method is a less restrictive way to manage your blood sugar. I also love it because you can use it with so many different styles of eating. So whether you're vegetarian or vegan, or if you're low carb, or if you are gluten-free or dairy-free, or if you're like me and you have none of these restrictions at all and you consider yourself like a mostly intuitive eater, this can still work for you. It works like across the board and it's something that has been very well known to improve wellness and improve all those experiences we talked about before with the blood sugar roller coaster for a very long time. Now, one more reminder, this is a tool, not a rule. You don't have to use it every single time. I eat naked carbs, okay? I eat meals that aren't balanced. I just use this tool most of the time when my eating is in my control, right? So I'm not going to go over to somebody's house, although when I was dieting and whatnot and doing all that kind of stuff, yeah, I definitely was probably like bringing my own sliced deli meat and stuff, but I I don't do that anymore. (laughs) It's like, it's not that big of a deal. What you do most of the time matters so much more than trying to obsessively be perfect about it. So when it's in my control, I make a balanced meal, you know, it's my mostly habit. But when it's out of my control or I just want a bowl of cereal, I just eat a dang bowl of cereal, okay? So this is my version of intentional and intuitive eating combined. So to kind of review, we talked about what the plate method is. It's just a way to arrange your plate for optimal health, and that is half of your plate is fruits or vegetables, or both. A quarter of your plate is a protein source. A quarter of your plate is starchy carb source. And then you add in a source of fat, two to four thumbs of fat. And then we talked about the benefits of balancing your blood sugar. The benefits are endless. You can experience more stable energy, better focus, which I was just saying is hilariously ironic because I am not feeling very focused right now, but it's about time for me to end work for the day, so that's probably why. Less irritability, more stable mood, less cravings, less emergency hunger, no need to restrict any kind of food, and less obsession with food and kind of feeling like you're always thinking about food or you eat a meal and you're hungry 30 minutes later. And the reason that you experience all these benefits is because by eating a balanced plate and using the plate method, you are balancing your blood sugar, which is keeping it in that good Goldilocks range. So it's making it so that it's not spiking up too high or dropping too low, but it's staying right in the middle, which is what your body wants and needs and desires. Now, some of you guys will be able to take this information and run, especially if you have some background in nutrition. But if you're looking for a more detailed dive into how to do this and what exactly all the components are, right? So what qualifies as a protein? What qualifies as a fat? What what qualifies as a starchy carb versus a non-starchy carb, et cetera, et cetera? You can join the Patreon for a more detailed mini course. 
So the mini course that comes out tomorrow has a Notion document with it, and it has a list of each category. So there's a list of a bunch of vegetables, a bunch of fruits, a bunch of proteins. I even have it separated into animal proteins and plant-based proteins, a bunch of starchy carbs, a bunch of fats, and there's even examples of meals, like meal ideas. There's a hand portion guide so that you can successfully eyeball amounts as like a starter guideline, and then We talk about hunger and fullness cues to guide you from there. And there's a little table to help you turn any recipe that you find on the internet or any old favorite recipes into a balanced meal with the plate method. So the Notion template is really cool. And like I said, some of you might be well-versed in nutrition enough to be able to take this and run with it. But if you need some extra guidance, definitely check this out. And the plate method mini course drops tomorrow if you're listening to this the day this podcast comes out. And if you're listening to this podcast a little bit later, it will already be out. So the link is in the show notes if you'd like to join the Patreon. If you do, thank you. So excited to have you. And even if you don't, as always, thank you so much for being here. I hope that this provided you with value or even inspiration or encouragement or just something to help you in some way, because that's always my goal in being here, is to help support other ADHDers with the things that I know how to do really well, because other ADHDers do the same for me. You guys do so much for me in that same way. Learning by ADHDers for ADHDers to me is just the best, because we all we all have our own obsessions and things that we're really good at, and when we share it with each other, we all get to get better and grow together. So. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I hope you have a bright and shiny rest of your day.